harassment, the treatment of women, abuse of power and privilege. If 2017 will be remembered for any one topic, it will probably involve these words, these terms. Today on the program, we're going to a very special place to learn about an initiative that focuses on women and technology and fun with help from one of the best humans on planet Earth, Fiona Krakenberger. Come along on a little Berlin journey for Wikimedia Deutschland. I'm Mark von Sekerenderu, and this is Source Code Berlin. We are in Berlin. We're in the heart of Kreuzberg, and right behind you is a big heart on the wall because we're at Heart of Code. But more specifically, even than that, which is already quite specific, we're in a treehouse of sorts or a treehouse spaceship. Exactly. So we had to, it, well, it took some doing to get up here, uh, but it makes for a lovely place to do a podcast, I find. Um, and I think it's been three, we calculated. Fiona, like three years since the last time you were on this program. Yeah. So let's say two because three sounds kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's not go right. Right. Good. Good point. <laughs> um, I even want to match it up with the one you did back then. These days, if I ask you introduce yourself, I want to hear what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to go back and hear what it sounded like then. I, I have this little audio that a friend of mine did. He has a deep voice, German accent, and he goes, "Previously on Source Code Berlin." <laughs> Um, this could be a good time to use it. Previously on Source Code Berlin. In a way, if you look back in history, the practice of mapping is incredibly loaded with power. You know, we, we, we divide places. We, we say, okay, whose territory is this? We go, we have the Africa Conference where you divide the entire continent with a ruler. Um, so mapping has always been a practice that belonged to the powerful people. Anyway, so what would your... What would your intro this year be? You didn't warn me I'd have to give an intro. <gasps> um, oh, that's like that kind of thing they're always asking you. Like, we need a bio. <sighs> Start with just your name. Okay. Um, my name is Fiona Krakenberger. And um, I'm lots of things among them. I'm uh, one of the co-founders uh, of the Heart of Code, a women's hack space in Berlin that yeah. we are in right now. Yeah. Um, Heart of Code When it first came up, was it always the idea that this would be a hack space specifically? Or what was the, f maybe the better question is, what was the original thought? The original thought was actually that we want to have a hack space for women. And um, legend has it says that we were at the chaos communication camp in 2015. And, um, and, and, and the, the legend, legend has it that it was during the thunderstorm that we were had the <laughs> idea or the thought that There's a hack space for everything. There's even a hack space for non-smokers. Why is there not a hack space for women? Um, and it just seemed so very, very odd that we didn't have one yet, but it did make so much sense. Because at Chaos Communication Camp, at many other hackers' conferences, you do meet a lot of badass women. Mm. You do meet a lot of women that are into technology, and you meet them everywhere. But then you go home, and you're isolated again. And we thought it would be really, really cool to have a place where we meet. Um And the original idea or kind of megalomaniac idea was definitely to have our own hack space. And, but then and during the first 
one and a half years, I would say, we were mainly, mainly focusing on having setting up a community, so a space in a less physical sense, but more um, bringing together women, organizing workshop hack days, and we were changing location most of the time. And we got a lot of support too, so we could hang out at SoundCloud. We had a weekly meeting at another hack space. Um, and then beginning of this year, we actually found this space and we... Um, We took a heart, so to say, and yeah. um, renovated the space and started renting it. And now we do have our own hex space. Yeah. And the name Heart of Code, any specifics as to why why that came the name? Well, I, I cannot say anything about the process except that we were three people mm -hmm. eating pizza and drinking beer and we tried to come up with a name and it just came up to our mind. But it does um, hint at the... At the Heart of Gold, oh, right. um, the incredible spaceship from the um, Guide to the Galaxy series that is the most beautiful spaceship ever built. A hack space specifically for women, <laughs> does it, rules-wise, functioning-wise, different? Does it, does it function differently than what we might find in a previously existing hackerspace and in what way? Mm -hmm. I think so, definitely. So first, uh, we always say that it's open for women asterisk, so Frauensternchen, um, because it's not our decision to tell mm -hmm. whether you're a woman or not, but everyone who identifies as a woman is only welcome to come to our place. And it does work differently. So when I, I've been, me and others in the hack space at the Heart of Code have been involved in activism, diversity and technology a lot. Um, and when I started getting into the topic, I was personally be wider by um, initiatives that were directed towards women. For example, the raids girls, I was would always think like, why do you have to do something especially for women, especially for girl, girls? Doesn't that just reproduce all the mm. um, um, stereotypes that we have, that you have to do something specifically for women? But then um, Laura Laubwitz from the Raids Girls said something really, really smart when I interviewed her for my, um, when I was doing some research on this topic. And she said, there's no way that you can express technology in a neutral way it's so strongly coined in our society as something male um, and something that is directed for boys it doesn't really address women that you always have to counter these perceptions and stereotypes so um there's a, one really good example when we organize crypto parties which are um events where you learn cryptography to encrypt your emails or your hard drives um usually when you organize these even if you say it's It's super beginner friendly, no prior knowledge needed. Um, usually have about 10 to 20% women coming maximum. And then we organized a crypto party for women at the Posteo lab in Berlin. And we had 40 or 50 women that registered and we had to turn down 25 and they wanted to come from the entire Federal Republic. So they would travel 200 kilometers um, or 300 kilometers just in order to attend this crypto party. Hmm. And I think this does signal something really, really important that when you want to attract women to technology and when you invite them, you always have to be very explicit um, to counter some default attitudes and self-perceptions and perceptions about technology. Yeah. You, you've been around in this, I'll call it a scene, forgive the term, um, and I'm thinking here of hacker scene, technology scene in Berlin for maybe a decade, maybe a little more. No. Am I that old? Ha ha. No, but you were... So oh, sorry. <laughs> Did I just do something? Uh, no, you were you were really young, I think, when you first... Yeah. Uh, when you and I first talked. Uh, yeah, that would have been somewhere around 2008. 
uh, at, a, at a congress. Sorry to give your... your <laughs> yeah, probably. It's like 2009. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of a broad stroke question, so we can do whatever we can with it. But um, how much has changed or what has changed? Is anything visible or anything that you can feel even? How about that? Changed when it comes to um, these default... Uh, ways that existed versus what the default way is now out there uh, at, at events, at gatherings? Absolutely. I would say things have changed. Maybe not the atmosphere, the default perceptions and so on. But um, I, I do think that the entire discussion has become more of a mainstream discussion. So people do make... Um, um, more people have a stance on this, more people have an opinion about this, more people are trying to think about this. What does diversity mean? Why is it important? What can we do about it? And when I started to get into programming, which was about 2012 or something, um, that's when I started Fiona Lern Programmier in my blog. And um, that's when women started contacting me and saying, hey, this is really cool. I'm, I'm finally reading a woman talking about programming, learning programming. And a lot of women felt encouraged to learn programming. Some of them are now members of the Heart of Code, for example, um, which is really, really cool to see. And they told me they're now way, way better programmers than I am. Um, and uh, I think since then, first thing, more people have understood that we are going to run into huge problems if we do not... Um, share knowledge about technology more and make it more accessible. Um, and along with that comes also somehow a conclusion and idea about that it's also important to have a diverse set of people being able to deal with technology and determine what we are doing with technology mm -hmm. um, and where it's heading uh, in order to prevent that it's just um, a representation of a really small um, minority of this planet. Um, so different perspectives need to be in in the development of technology. And I think hence people are trying to um, work on that and make knowledge more accessible. And I think one of the main changes, at least in my perception, was definitely the Chaos Communication Congress going to a bigger venue. Um, so the Chaos Communication Congress is a yearly hackers event. Mm -hmm. And it went from um, Berlin, where it had space for, I think, three and a half, no, 5,000 people. Oh, three, three and a half, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, small, people, yeah. it went to um, a venue where it now houses 13,000. And this was definitely um, opening up and realizing and acknowledging that the knowledge that we have is um, strongly linked to power and um, also um, ability and, um, and, and, and definitely deals with a lot of topics that um, affect a majority of the society. And so... For me, moving to Hamburg in the bigger venues was definitely part of this uh, hacker scene opening up a lot. It must have been a little bit humbling or maybe some um, humbling processes have been there before him because it's not only about sharing our powerful knowledge, it's also about addressing other people because we need them as well and we need other knowledge and we totally benefit from other perspectives coming to Congress and bringing whatever their opinion is and their background um, so this has definitely been been changing a lot. And I started at Congress the Chaos Mentors, or I co-founded them with some others a couple of years ago, and now I'm co-organizing them. And um, it's a program that is aimed at people visiting Congress for the very first time. And um, it helps them a little bit. It, it teams them up with mentors and that have the same interests. It, they team you up with the peer group so that everything becomes a little bit easier, like uh, arriving, getting to know the scene and um, feeling at home. And um, this entire program has had 
so much support from the very beginning. And also the Heart of Code has had a lot of support from the very beginning. And I think if we had started the Heart of Code five years ago, we would have had to, um, I think, explain so much more. And we would have had so many redundant discussions. And I think now saying we are doing a women's sex space, it might raise an eyebrow here and there and people having questions about it and they want to try to understand why we're doing it. But we don't have to, we usually don't have to explain why mm -hmm. this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is people understand. That is in a way, right, a change in terms of some years ago, you, maybe you would have had to explain constantly. And yeah, nowadays. and not only explain, but also justify. Uh -huh. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy with explaining what our motives are, but um, it's also cool to know that there are just allies out there that understand and that do acknowledge and um, have been part of discussions um, in the past years and hence um, support us from the very beginning. And we did get a lot of support in the beginning and we also have people supporting us right now. And this is a really cool feeling being embedded in a structure of allies in the Berlin hack space scene. Yeah, because you think that open hardware, open source software is a place where people can contribute into something that they really believe in and that makes sense for them and that actually everyone can participate. Um, but if you look at proprietary software, for example, there's 28% women in there who are developers, but in open source it's just 1.5 and in open hardware it's even worse, unfortunately. Um, even in things that um, are for editors, right? Some, something actually female connotated like writing, Wikipedia, it's 1% transsexual or transgender persons and only 9% female identified people. Um, so I was asking myself, why are there actually not more people doing stuff from a female perspective? What's going on here? Why are there not more programmers and female hackers and female artists? So. Um, the way to find out more about it that we chose was either, uh, on the one hand to do interviews with a lot of old ladies who have been hackers since, their, like, since the 70s, 60s. And we also did a lot of workshops in our own feminist hackerspace. And then we also tried to read a lot of theories and to find out how that informs practice. Um, the Heart of Code has about, I would say, 15 to 20 active members, and we probably have about 30 to 40 in our periphery, so people that are coming and going. And um, uh, my job and um, of those others that are in the organizing team is probably setting up a community in terms of um, uh, getting people um, become part of the Heart of Code, coming regularly. Um, we have a, a Slack team. We are still looking for an open source version for that. Um, <laughs> and we're going to move probably, hopefully, but we are also a mailing list free hack space. So <laughs> uh, we are dealing with this differently. Um, but apart from that, so what we're doing on a practical basis is we started doing hack days um, last year, which was really cool where you just come with your projects, where you could also just make your first, do your first HTML tutorial. Um, you could also work on your super hardcore, complicated AI app product, um, whatever you wanted to. So we have very different levels of skills and interests. Um, what we also do is uh, workshops and talks. 
So we did this, um, we had more of this last year because this year we've been more, more or less occupied with the space. Mm -hmm. But last year we organized, um, like data visualization workshops, um, crypto parties. Um, we also give, gave organized talks and where people could learn from each other. Um, yeah. And then we also like this year we were pretty busy with the space. So we've been, um, kind of doing the, um, renovation more or less all by ourselves uh, so we were eight or nine people that had to um isolate the walls and set up new walls and um yeah build a roof basically and um uh, deal with the floor and in order to make it like we had to isolate it because otherwise it would be too cold in winter time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and getting furniture building furniture and we're still in the process of it so this is costing a lot of time but it's also cool because we actually um Yeah, did a DIY hex-based um, building workshop more or less the entire year. And every one of us knows now how to isolate walls, which uh -huh. is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so and, and this year we are going to catch up with organized workshops and hackathons, um, uh, hack days. Uh, so we have one group that is meeting on a regular basis that is learning Python. Mm -hmm. um, we have one group that is meeting, I think, Tuesdays to learn data visualization. I think there's also an interest group that is dealing with drones and building drones. They're going to start like a public meetup soon. Um, we have every Thursday, we have the Damen Salon, which is basically we, it's like a, like a fixed, um, fixed evening where we come together and where we exchange. Some of us bring their laptops, others work on projects. Um, it's also a good day for new people to pop by and mm -hmm. to get to know us. And we always, always have new people. Um, oh. yeah. And then this year we also went to the Internet Freedom Festival together. So we also do uh, field trips, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, so we went to Valencia with a couple of people. Um, we are also going to go to Case Communication Congress together. Um, oh. Yeah, and we sometimes invite people. So recently we had an artist here, Natja Buttendorf, who does the Magnetic Nail Studio, where she um, attaches really, really strong little magnets on your nails, um, which helps you to... Uh, you know, pick up screws, but also to feel magnetic fields. And mm. um, yesterday we had one of our members giving a talk about um, menstruation tracking, period tracking apps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she um, she explores them from a sociological and from a technological side. She yes. gave a talk yesterday. Wow. Yeah. So a bunch of things happening. And it's always cool to, now I'm realizing that I actually lost track of all the things that are happening, sure. which is cool. I'm sure there's a page for that <laughs> or a Slack channel for that. Um, in practicality, it's a, it's a hacker space. Does membership work the same way we might find in a, in a other hacker space in terms of you, you pay a certain amount. What's the, what's the structure in terms of I'm a new member or I want to be a new member. It's a very classic, um, Vereins structure. Mm. Um, so like we, we, um, We have a Vereinssatzung, which we like, which is, um, basically like the, the trophy that is wandering from one hex space to another. So we are just copied the Satzung from other hex spaces. Um, so we are Verein with a board. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also part of the board. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are currently in the founding. So we still have some paperwork to do, but we are going to be a Gemeinnütziger Verein. Yeah. Um, which is a German format for a, a club that is a, a charity association. Yeah. Um, and you can become a member. You, we have, um, yeah, it's basically up to you how much you want to pay. 
but uh, we do have member fees and we have a um, Vereinskonto and it's a very classical structure, but that just means that you um, contribute a certain amount of money a month, for example, 10 euros or whatever you can afford. Um, and then you get a key for the, for the space. Yeah. But we've got a lot of people that are not members, but are also like active parts. But most of us want to be, be a member because we feel really attached to the heart of code as well. Yeah. For, for all purposes here, I mean, it sounds like a, a win, 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 a, a project that since the beginning has, I'm pointing up, has, uh, yeah. has, has become reality and had lots of people along the way. Um, Sounds like a great story with with no side effects, you know, <laughs> with no, I mean, you know, on the internet, especially in social media, you get the, the haters and the, and the, the anger and the, the people that will jump immediately, uh, as you mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. you, thankfully, mm -hmm. you don't have to regularly explain to people why this is necessary. Um, but it would seem that at least within this community, and then, okay, maybe it gets more complicated, the bigger we look, but um, that it's, it, it's not received with this skepticism or, or some kind of negativity? Well, there's always criticism. And I always feel like every project needs critics. Otherwise, mm -hmm. there would be something really, really off. Um, so one of the questions that we had at the very beginning that led to a lot of discussions was, for example, are we really a women's space? And what does it mean? Who are we excluding? What is with people that neither identify as a woman or as a man? Um, and we dealt with it for a long time. And then we also met with some people um, and talked with them about it. And we had long discussions about it. Then we agreed on, okay, we are going to be um, a space for people that identify as women because mm -hmm. That's where we want to start. And then it was really cool to see that another, um, from those discussions, another hack space evolved, um, namely hacks, uh, H-A-E-Q-S, mm -hmm. which is like a um, feminist, intertrans queer uh, space that is um, now setting up a community and meeting on a regular basis. So this was really cool to see because I think um, you will always have critics and there's no way that you can always fulfill every single um need that people have and um every single um criteria that people are expressing um and we also had kind of the focus on let's get this thing started we might have to make compromises and one of the big compromises, for example is that we have a letter so it's not super accessible hmm. but um also for me who's now currently injured at the knee it's kind of hard to get up here yeah. but um for bigger events we usually would um, move downstairs where people can access it, where, where for example, um, in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, so there has been critics. There has also been the obvious critic, like, why are you doing this for women? Why are you not um, getting involved in other hex spaces and trying to diversify them? Where my reaction would usually be, well, um, best case scenario is that you work together with us and that we are allied hack spaces and we just facilitate the very first step. Because I also do not think that the hack space, uh, hack community, hacking community is inherently um, hostile towards women or underrepresented groups. It's just a structural thing that you need to tackle at some point. Mm -hmm. You need to change it. And yeah. um, then hopefully you can trigger a bigger change. Um, and we are also looking forward to, and we often do... Um, uh, meet up with each other to visit other hack spaces to go to to um, talks there or public events um so yeah there's that so i think um creating this safe space is excluding um 
men in order to create an atmosphere where people feel comfortable, but we are not saying that we want to stay here forever. Um, best case scenario is that we become members of other hack spaces as well. And we um, diversify the entire hack space scene because most of the people that are here would have never become a member of another hack space because they didn't really feel like they were part of it or had no, um, no incentive to go. Mm. so far apart from that i'm always like we do get criticism and there might be comments on twitter or whatever but i um yeah you 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 may make yourself um uh you may react to that but you might also just continue what you're doing and the good work that you are um totally convinced of that it's a good idea has also become something like a really really cool support network like in terms of it's not only a place where we meet and hack but it's also like not like a friendship but it's like a network of women helping each other out which i think um we have these kind of implicit structures a lot for guys but i think hmm. for women yeah there's something that might be interesting that it's also you know we help each other and we are people to go to Oh yeah, we had our uh, inauguration party on the 20th of May, I think. Yeah. And we had a huge party and there were about 50 people up here. And at uh, 23 p.m. and 42 minutes, uh, we cut a um, connection cable and uh, we drank a lot of sparkling wine and the rest I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> you cut a cable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. I see. Exactly. Um, but yes, I, I notice even as we arrive here to do this um, podcast that you run into someone from the community um, who is preparing something um, for her professional career, uh, as far as I can tell. And and one of the not it doesn't take too long before you say, well, maybe I can help you, or or you quickly discuss what someone is working on. So in that sense, I see where this project creates yeah a community with lots of different seemingly uh, talents resources yeah totally and i think this is kind of the beauty of the heart of code and which might be or maybe not i'm I, i'm thinking it's um, makes it very different to compare to other hack spaces that we are not a bunch of hackers um well maybe we are because we consider <laughs> ourselves and each other as hackers but we have tons of different backgrounds. We have as many different backgrounds and skills, uh, skill levels as we have members. And um, so some of us have been in fashion design and now they decided to study computer science. Some of us um, do not any programming at all, but they do physics or are journalists and are interested in technology. So everything mm. that connects us to each other is um, an interest in technology. And this is, I think, the case in other hack spaces as well, but we are very, very open and explicit about it. So that way we are able to attract totally different and a, a very diverse set of, of women um, with different interests. And it's just pretty cool because I think some of us have um, are older, some of us are younger, and it just becomes this network of different knowledge bases and a lot of support. Um, 
So support in terms of if you've got some computer science homework you've got to do, you can ask each other. Mm -hmm. If you've got also more or less of, um, some of us are in their middle of their 20s, beginning of their 20s, end of their 20s, or before that or after that. And and they might be at the verge of making decisions, um, having difficulty to making decisions because we make a lot of decisions that we don't know if they're right or wrong. And we feel like, oh, they're going to be really, really, really harsh on me and... It's cool to have this network of people that you can consult um, and uh, people that are not only mentoring, but also promoting. Um, and uh, we sometimes get um, requests for talks that we pass on to each other. And we also mm -hmm. recently started a podcast, um, mm. the Frauen und Computer podcast, uh, mhm. Frauen und Computer Kram podcast. <lacht> Frauen <lacht> und... Okay, sollen wir, sollen wir das... Okay, äh, herzlich willkommen zum Frauen- und Computer-Podcast. And I've been doing some podcasts, but I can, I'm happy to pass on my knowledge to the others. And so it just becomes this structure of um, support, knowledge and um, helping and um, definitely also friendship and it's really cool to see this becoming a thing and the thing that connects us to each other is um, yeah technology and, and and fun with technology and interest in technology but also that we like each other a lot and that we totally love learning from each other. I, I do believe that there are way more structures of support and sponsoring um, in that are male dominated and i think there aren't that many structures of support and um sponsoring uh, for women at hand and for girls so i think a lot of us haven't been really in um in networks embedded in networks where we had a mentor right away where we had somebody supporting us and sponsoring us for, uh, right away and here this is happening um and it's cool to pass on that um mentality a little bit some of the things that i like about the heart of code is that we have um shared identities which i think is becoming increasingly important on the internet for example we have a twitter account mm -hmm. and a bunch of people have access to it so you never oh. really know who's tweeting at the moment which makes it also you can tweet all kinds of shit but nobody really can um <laughs> Trace you know it back to yeah you. exactly and and it makes it makes you way more um uh. courageous to talk about things and it's kind of a it's a concept that i've been seeing in a lot of feminist and um queer networks that people are having um accounts where you don't really know what the identity is and they're changing on a weekly basis which enables you to talk about difficult topics um oh, okay. and we also in the podcast we are planning to have a different set of people podcasting and um we don't have a fixed concept so The equipment is here and whoever feels like it can get the equipment out and produce a podcast and upload it. Mm -hmm. um, and, but basically we are looking forward to, um, tell a little bit about what our ideas behind the heart of code are, like I'm doing right now, but in our own podcast and, um, what is occupying our mind. We had a lot of discussions about the Google memo, for example, um, that just sprang up recently. Yeah. Um, we are looking forward to, Tell a bit about our um, biographies, like how did we get into technology, invite women and talk with them about it, um, present interesting biographies. Yeah, I found that to also be one of the, I mean, I guess it's the inner podcaster in me and journalist. But when you start to say like, oh, yeah, um, biographies, sharing of biographies, 
for those that are willing to do it, I'm, I'm always one who's like, oh, I want to know who, the who's who and why and how did you get here? And Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And you want to put out some new narrators out there. Like, for example, you don't have to be a hardcore hacker woman in order to feel okay. You can also just be a regular hmm. developer, junior developer working somewhere and it's totally fine. It's nothing special about it and you don't have to be special. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Uh, one development that I think is really, really cool about the Heart of Code is that um, it turns out that we are part of an international movement and there are um, women's hack spaces um, popping up everywhere. And we are really hoping that hmm. the Heart of Code and talking about the Heart of Code is going to inspire way more women to, um, yeah, set up their own hack space in their own cities or countries and communities. Because when I look at ours and it has, and, and we can do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure most of the people can do it. Yeah. yeah. Fiona, before anything else, I think I should not forget to say, Hey, thanks for inviting me, uh, to the space and allowing my audience, uh, to, to get a little glimpse into this world. I'm sure we'll hear more in the future. Um, and I do, I do love being up here in this. This is like, the clubhouse that every kid wished that they could have, but in all logic, you couldn't because you couldn't have be this, it couldn't be this nice. It couldn't be this big. Um, so this is sort of like a inner child dream, just to give you an idea, people at home. And it's very comfy. Uh, yeah, there's some cool, about, cool things about growing up. You can yeah. actually have that um, treehouse of your dreams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, thanks so much. And um, yeah, we'll hear from you, of course, in the near future. Uh, thanks. Fiona Krakenberger helps keep things running at the beautiful treehouse better known as Heart of Code in Berlin. And so, as 2017 comes ever closer to an end, with what has certainly been a year not only to think about, but to act on the issue of how women are treated in work, in social situations, it would seem only fitting that we pay a visit to a new initiative with echoes, not only around the city of Berlin, but I would say throughout the world, a hackerspace for women, by women. If you'd like to find out more, heartofcode.org is a good place to start. We will surely be back there and also back on this topic. Source Code Berlin is a Wikimedia Deutschland production with music today by Rocco Granada, Komiku, and the great Lee Rosevere. They all publish their music on the Free Music Archive under CC licenses, Go there, listen, support. This program is published under a CCBYSA 4.0 license and edited by me. If you'd like to comment or get involved in any kind of a discussion, feedback, you can find us on all the places. What places? Well, you know, Facebook, we're there, Source Code Berlin. Twitter, at SRC Code Berlin. And uh, basically, wherever you go looking for Source Code Berlin, you should be able to find us. Please leave some feedback on your favorite podcast directory. That would go a long way towards helping this program. Until next time, I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro. Thanks for listening.
chocolate. Is there still some? Yeah. There's even more. We are. We are.